My nickname is Faraday. I'm 26 years old. And all I want to do is inspire people. That is it. My best friend, Ms. Nova, is a five and a half year old kitty. A big, bright orange and white tabby. She's essentially a micro lion, and it is absolutely incredible how intelligent she is. Right now, I'm attempting to practice yoga and stretching for the first time in a few weeks. And Nova is just being a typical kitty, walking around, trying to annoy me and get my attention, brush up against me and push off my balance. Just doing sweet little kitty things. She's actually as smart as an eight-year-old child, funny enough. And I essentially treat her as that. Most people kind of treat their animals as if well, as if their animals aren't conscious, as if their animals aren't a sentient being, as if they themselves are a lesser being. And while, yes, to an extent, they do have, well, to an extent they do have a disadvantage than human beings do, where that they can't audibly communicate in a way that, well, really is like human communication. We compress our vocal cords to radiate out of our mouths with a certain frequency and tone, articulated in a way where we stitch these frequencies together to create words and sentences and meaning. I mean, communication is essentially telepathy. We have a thought, we consciously manipulate our muscles in our throat, we then transform that electrochemical thought into a physical mechanical work, which then compresses the air and forces that air to radiate through the room with certain frequency and pitch where it reaches either nobody and that energy dissipates by reflecting until there's no energy left or it reaches something that can actually interpret those sound waves, those compression waves, either digitally, like this phone is recording so that you can hear, or biologically, where, say my cat, the sound frequencies bounce into her ear canal through her perfectly shaped little pointy kitty ears. Or say your ears right now, where the sound is hitting that insanely complex mechanism of hammers and 
sil uh, villi, those fluid-filled hair, or hair that's suspended in fluid. And that is a biological way that you can interpret what my thoughts are, what I have to say. Verbal communication is essentially telepathy, but a cat does not have the ability to communicate as humans do. Nor does a dog, nor does a fish, nor do birds. We know fish don't have a form of verbal communication, but yet they're synchronized, they flow in schools. Some show emotion and family tendencies. And while yes, we can consider it to be on the level of instinctual survival, however, for the most part, there is a form of communication between these species that transcends this audible gift that humans have. So my cat, over the years of spending time with her, she and I have developed a form of communication that is just significantly more in-depth than what most people experience with their pet, because it is exactly that. They treat their animal as if it's a pet. They don't treat it like it's a sentient being, they don't treat it like it's an actual conscious entity that they're communicating and interacting with. No, they just treat it as some item or accessory that they purchased that, well, yes, they love and yes, they put time and energy into training it and loving it and all other facets that go into owning a creature. They in themselves don't consider that being to be on a level where they can actually communicate and be empathetic or understanding or, well, are just conscious. That's really what it boils down to is recognizing the consciousness within these meat puppet shells. Because that's all this is. We're a conscious entity in a meat puppet interacting with the physical world. And that's all a cat is, that's all a dog is, that's all a fish is. But humanity has been blessed with this amazing gift to have appendages that are able to swing hammers and brains that are able to think of very complex situations and mathematical problems. Mm. My neck is so tight. Part of being a human in this day and age is going to be recognizing what else there is going forward. And that is part of why I'm creating this podcast, part of why I'm creating the Infinity Foundry, purely because right now in human history, we have more knowledge, we have more access, 
we have more tools, we have more resources than ever before in human history. Period. Never before in all of human history have we had the tools at our disposal. And that is where I am gearing this towards. The whole point of the Infinity Foundry, the whole point of my being, is to show people how absolutely incredible we have it in 2018 going forward. Because these are dark, scary times that we have right now. Very dark, very scary, very variable in terms of what could and will happen. Because frankly, the world's a wild card. And anyone and anything and any event can set off a chain reaction that further radiates out into the future, into the world, into the soul of human beings to collectively change or grow or to get us to the next level. Right now we have a huge generation gap where prior generations who have worked in a certain situation and a certain cultural structure are battling with the newer generations that are coming out that are the subsequent product of everything that they have developed and subsequently not developed or not paid attention to and there is a huge disconnect on where we are going and where we have been. Take for example a dishwasher. I'm a huge culprit of this because I take dishwashers for granted my entire life. I've always had a dishwasher from the time I was in college to the time that I was living at home with my family to even the time when I moved out into my apartment for four or five years. I've always had a dishwasher. But it wasn't until I graduated college to endeavor on an entrepreneurial experience of dealing a with a bootstrap startup and long story short you know lessons learned plenty of things I was toxic about plenty of things the employer and friend was toxic about but he and I acquired a house behind well, we acquired a house behind the shop that we were working on, and well, yes, I totally recognize that I walked into this willingly, under certain false pretenses, but I still signed the lease, and turns out this house had a long history that was not revealed to me, such as drugs and somebody getting killed there and turns out this place was just a horrible place to begin with i ended up getting poisoned by black mold and having to deal with almost dying in that house and losing my mind and everything on that realm but the landlord himself promised me that he was going to fix the dishwasher and the garbage disposal and this broken window because winter was coming up and seal a bunch of stuff and get it 
to a, a condition that was semi-standable living. And one week turned to two weeks, two weeks turned into four weeks. The landlord went on vacation to Mexico for a month while dealing with one of the worst winters of my region, which truly was an experience, a very humbling experience looking back, an experience that I will never forget, an experience that brought me down to the real world, to what some people have to experience or they're forced to live in because really there's nothing else for them. So, part of which, the first month and a half, two months I was living there, I did not have a working garbage disposal, nor did I have a working dishwasher. And I ended up living in filth for a while because migraines that I was developing at that house from day one were absolutely taking control of my body and I could not function, just insanely debilitating. And I learned the value of a dishwasher. I ended up having to purchase a dishwasher off Craigslist, which within three weeks broke, because I didn't have the money. Working with a startup, you typically don't have a lot of money to spend on frivolous stuff. And while yes, I could have quit, and I could have gotten a full-time job because my degree allows me to do that. I was loyal to this individual and I wanted to stick through it to see it through the end. However, a dishwasher turned into two dishwashers, two dishwashers turned into three dishwashers. And finally, we found a dishwasher that actually worked for a significant amount of time. Now, these children that are coming out. They're born indoctrinated into all of this advanced technology, all of this innovation, all of this machinery and robotics that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago did not exist whatsoever. And because it didn't exist, Prior generations had a different concept of how to live their life, and in today's day and age, as you, the listener, and I, and everybody around all of us know, times have changed, and these advanced technologies have made us incredibly complacent, incredibly lazy, incredibly bored when there is absolutely no reason to do such. So the experience in what we call the crack house, because apparently there was a lot of crack that was done prior to me moving in, we kicked out all the junkies before I moved in, of course, but pretty sure meth was done because the walls were literally shedding skin. It was terrible experience but I digress that really put me in my place to where I gathered a perspective of truly grasping the abundance that we have in society in today's day and age 
something that even five years ago and ten years ago was not available to the average consumer or was not available to a lot of the inner city struggle or global struggle or indigenous struggle or anything like that. I mean, cell phones have come down to a price where it is so affordable worldwide for people to acquire cell phone, cell phone service, and internet access where I can literally contact somebody in Africa right now and get a response back within the day to acquire some organic fertilizer straight from Africa. Never before in human history has that been possible in such a rapid time frame. And yeah, you could argue in the 90s and the early 2000s that was possible, but that was only possible if you had the physical tools or the resources or the knowledge or the connection to even find those modes of connection to even talk to them really. So right now I can talk to somebody in China or Japan just by messaging them on Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. There are many ways of getting your voice across the world now and there are many new technologies out there that allow us to really take into consideration everything that is possible. For example, the cell phones that I've been talking about. Right now we have technology in the palm of our hand that is so far advanced, it is stronger than the computers that were used to launch the first man into space and on the moon where that physically took up an entire large room just to even house the equipment and yet we're holding something significantly more powerful with significant more mo memory in the palm of our hands and yet we're bored. We have access to all of publicly collected human knowledge at our fingertips and yet we are bored. We literally have the ability to learn anything we ever desire, yet we are bored. As a species, we are bored because we don't recognize exactly what we are doing in this world and how we can utilize the advancements and technologies to go forward. And yes, there are plenty of small groups doing it. And there are plenty of small advances and a lot of individuals and small groups who are trying to make their way and grow and allow the technology to flow through them so that they can be the most effective. However, the majority of the internet, literally one third of the entire internet is dedicated to pornography. Another sector of it is dedicated to random fucking videos and stupid information that really does not benefit us at all. And yes, one can argue that it may not be beneficial to me, but it is beneficial to somebody. Absolutely. I am not arguing that whatsoever. However, if children 
are being born into a generation where they don't care or they're being pumped stupid freemium games so that they stay complacent and they stay ignorant and they say stupid well that's unacceptable that is genuinely not going to propel us forward as a species or as a society because we are literally actively dumbing down our progeny so that they don't even recognize the advances we have. Earlier I went to visit my 3D printer. I've only had my 3D printer for uh, about five, six months now. But that 3D printer has changed my world significantly. I would have purchased that 3D printer four years ago like I wanted to, but I would have put myself into a financial crisis that probably would not have mixed well with going to school, student loans, eating, and paying rent. So it wasn't viable earlier on for me. And that deals with access to money or access to a willingness to push forward. And if I lack in those, I absolutely accept that because that is what it was back in the day and I can't change what has already happened. But here's the thing with that. If I didn't smoke as much weed as I did, I could have saved up a couple hundred dollars. If I didn't drink as much as I did, could have saved up a couple hundred dollars. If I didn't spend money on frivolous bullshit, I could have saved money and advanced my future that much earlier. There are literally individuals, and if this is what they want, that is fine. But there are individuals who literally rather buy a $500 pair of Nike shoes, a $500 bling watch, an iPhone X with a rhinestone encased, a rhinestone covered case, and numerous other frivolous bullshit that does nothing but put you into more slavery. When you buy stuff, when you buy stupid stuff, you're working to buy items. You're not working to build value for anything. You're not even building value for yourself. Yeah, you look the part. Yeah, you've got nice material items, but frankly, what are you doing with that? If you're starting a company on how nice these shoes are and you're reviewing the shoes and you're trying to show people and let people understand what the benefit of these shoes are, then that's great. I am happy for you and I am stoked for you and I will cheer you on. But a lot of people literally just work to buy stupid shit, to then have to work to continue to buy stupid shit or pay back for that stupid shit. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've definitely done some things in the past where I spent the money and I had buyer's remorse or regret against it, and if that's the case, so be it. But over the past few years, 
when I'm doing that, I am usually buying either tools or equipment or something to get me on the path. Investing in myself, not investing in material items, investing in myself. And that is where the next generation is literally going to fail. See, I'm 26. I'm technically a third wave millennial. Born in 1991, millennials ended in 1995, I believe. So, I'm a millennial. I was here before the internet, so I was forced to play outside for a while before technology got good, and I was able to spend more time indoors. And I was there post-internet, where, frankly, there is no time to play outside because the internet is outside to an extent. It is a digital world that is far more expansive, far more reaching than the physical world can actually handle. You can talk to more people, you can reach more people, you can learn more things, you can do more things far quicker on the internet than you could in real life. So it is a wild west frontier and anyone who's exploring it I absolutely say go for it. But these children that are coming out now, in the second and third grade, they're getting handed iPads, which didn't exist 10 years ago. I mean, if we really look back, Apple didn't have touchscreens when they first got big. The iPod, the very first iPod, was click button. The second iPod was a, I believe, pressure-sensed or temperature-sensed dial before they actually started pulling in better technologies and advancing more and providing just better innovation to make them slimmer, slimmer and stronger and more adapt and have big, bigger memory and higher quality screens, better sound codec. and. That's just one of the incredible advancements, but we really do have to recognize that these touchscreens that we're on were not here 10 years ago. Yeah, Star Trek did predict them many, many years ago, but this is still a relatively new technology. And frankly, for a while there, until humanity realized that they could watch pornography on their phone, screens were getting smaller. The pursuit was to get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer technology, and now we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger screens. The technology is getting slimmer than it ever has before, which is absolutely incredible, and I am so proud of humanity for this. But really, what are we using it for? There's a whole sector of the internet dedicated to people using their phones to generate a business. You can literally start a business and run a business on your phone. You don't need a storefront. You don't need a large amount of money to invest into it. You just need a phone, a product, and the ability to take some pictures and type. That is it. So right now in human history, we are at a point where we have so much advanced technology. We have so much advanced graphics, we have so much advanced everything from the kitchen to the living room to 
your washer and dryer, everything has an incredible amount of technology pushed into it. But what are we doing? Genuinely, like please, I would like to know what are we doing as a species with this technology? Are we growing anymore? Are we trying to grow? We all know there are certain things that are wrong with the society. The school system is broken. It is a profit-making monger. The internet right now is being utilized to dumb people down and keep people complacent. Video games are coming out specifically for that, and right now there's a huge debate between gun violence and whether or not it's a mental health or a second amendment issue or even access to guns, but I'm pretty sure a few years ago there was a war against gun violence on video games. So what happened to that? These graphics are getting so far advanced and the engines and physics are getting so detailed that it can literally simulate getting shot, but yet there are plenty of children who are still playing these games, and there are plenty of children... I just saw a statistic yesterday that children by the age of 11 see their first pornographic image. It used to be back in the day that you weren't able to see a pornographic image unless you found a fucking nudie magazine. Either at a friend's house, or under your dad's bed, or... Maybe one flew out the side of some dude's truck and it was laying on the side of the road. Like, it used to be that you couldn't access that just freely, but over the years, it has gone to the point where with literally four or five clicks of your phone, you can pull up any pornographic image that you want, essentially. There's no access, there's no barriers to entry. Yeah, there are some parental controls, but these kids, because they're born with the internet, they know the protocols of the internet. They know how to interact and deal with certain, well, certain firewalls that really are not intuitive, they're basic, and they're bullshit. Like, we have a cultural identity issue. We're blaming so many different things on so many different people, and there are so many different problems in the world, but frankly, it really comes down to us. We blame our tools, we blame the people, we blame everything, but it's us. It really comes down to us and the way we view and utilize what we have in society today. Why buy an iPhone X or an Xbox 360 when you have to be paying that back when you can buy something with a little bit less quality, not dull your mind, and actually create something for the world? Create something for yourself, create something of value. And yeah, there's plenty of Twitch, or 20, uh, plenty of video game streams, and there's plenty of evidence that points to video games and simulations actually making your brain smarter and stronger and allowing your brain plasticity to be quicker and more adept to change and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are literally people who go to work, hate their life when they go to work, come home and play video games. That's literally it. They go to work, come home, play video games, go to sleep, 
and do that over and over and over again for their entire life. We see that right now. There are right now generations of families that are doing it, and that's fine. If they want to do that, go for it. But let's not disguise or confuse the fact that 20 years ago, this didn't exist. 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, we weren't able to get fat and lazy. There were definitely some people who did, and if they had the means to the end, sure, whatever, that's on them. But frankly, times have changed. Times are continuing to change, and times are continuing to adapt and morph. We need to recognize where we have been, the advances in technology and innovation that has been served to us on a silver platter, and really, really come to terms and recognize how, why, and where it is propelling us. Because we can either use this stuff to continue to be dull, or we can use these technologies to create some magical things and actually build value for ourselves. And maybe that's the secret. Maybe the person who's gonna make a million dollars next is going to use this secret and actually create something that actually helps or doles down a million more people. Who knows? But regardless, there is zero excuse to be bored or lazy or, well, or materialistic. See, I myself am lazy. I fall into that. And that is my folly and that is what I am actively trying to work on. That is where Gary Vee just punches me in the face every time I listen to his podcast. And Joe Rogan and Tony Robbins and um, Brian Tracy and all of these incredible motivational speakers who have done the work, who have succeeded and everything like that, they punch me in the face constantly, and I listen to them to keep me motivated. However, there is no time in human history anymore to wait. Never before in human history have we had a machine to wash our dishes. Prior to the past, say, 100 years, we've never had devices that wash and dry our clothes. We've never had devices that electrically screw stuff in prior to the Industrial Revolution. I mean, we have technology over the past hundred years that transcends all of human history combined. And there are plenty of people who are using it, but there are a significant more amount of people who don't and who don't give a shit and who are literally parasitic beings. That, that's essentially what they are. And yeah, they work, but what good is that in today's day and age anyway when a lot of things are becoming automated? Automation is coming out and it is sweeping the job market and taking a ton of individuals and just ruining their lives. The auto industry has been experiencing that and some of the good organizations out there, some of the good companies, are finding a good balance between this automation and human work. But what it seems to be is that 
a lot of people are about to get screwed because they're too stupid and they don't provide value for anything. And I'm not talking about going to school. If you didn't go to college, that's on you. That's fine. I don't really care if you went to college or not. If you went to college and you dropped out because you realized it's not for you, good. Find something that is for you and work on that till your heart cannot work on it anymore. But if you went to school and you quit because it's too hard, there's no excuse for that with the technology of today. You have Khan Academy, you have YouTube, you have online tutors, you have supplemental instruction. If you went to a university and you paid for the university, they have resources and classes and their professors will spend time with you. So if you did that, then you are lazy. And I'm sorry, that is on you. But if you genuinely tried and you failed or you found out that it's not for you or you'd rather work your ass off, and that's fine. But there are too many people in today's day and age that has, have either been in the wrong career their entire life or realize that what they're doing just genuinely doesn't work for them or recognizes that, well, they're not really providing value anymore. And that's the thing. Most people don't provide value anymore. And that is really where I'm getting disheartened by humanity. You have all these people who are willing to preach about change, yell about change, force other people to change, but yet they're not willing to change themselves. They're not willing to give up their $500 Nikes or their Louis Vuitton or Chanel or all this high-end bullshit. They buy into it and they recognize what they're buying into even though it does not work. Now, that's the thing. Everything comes down to a choice in life. Everyone makes good choices, everyone makes bad choices. I myself make plenty of bad choices all the time that, in hindsight, make me shake my head, but they shape me to who I am when I recognize what I've done and where I'm going. But why should somebody buy a $500 Xbox or a $1,000 iPhone X or a $1,000 bag when they can put that $2,000 towards a better computer, some software, a 3D printer, maybe some finishing equipment, and they can actually start prototyping or actually start benefiting people. And I get that not everybody's an engineer. I get that. I'm not talking about mechanical or architectural or anything like that, but we have enough information out there where an artist can learn a new technique. We have enough information out there where somebody can learn a proper diet. We have the technology to, I mean, in this phone you're holding right now, there is probably about a 60, 70% chance that it has a health app on there. Samsung has a wonderful health app, and so does iPhone, I believe, where literally on the back of your phone, there is a heart rate monitor, an oxygen monitor, a um, hydration monitor, where it literally builds you a plan based off of your own health and your own habits to get better. So if you're fat, do it the right way. 
Either utilize these apps or utilize the research on the internet and actually do something for yourself and get healthy, please, for me, for you, for the world, for your children or future children or your future generation. I mean, genuinely, unfuck your future. That is it. You can continue doing no nonsense bullshit, or you can work towards unfucking your future. Because that's the thing, if you play video games all day, every day, go to work, come back, play video games all day, every day, and you just do that over and over and over again, what have you done with your life? Plain and simple, like, if you're not doing something in today's day and age that is either bettering you, bettering your family, bettering your friends, or bettering humanity, there is no point to you existing, essentially. I mean, we're already overpopulated as it, as it stands. Yeah, we have more physical real estate that we could expand to, but in terms of dense culture and how much we are pumping out, I mean, in the United States alone, it is grossly disgusting to the point where it's almost idiocracy, the movie Idiocracy. The director is joking but is serious about the fact that it ended up being a documentary rather than a satirical comedy. So, right now, our species is in peril. It genuinely is in peril of a radical paradigm shift to get to the next step. And that is why I am speaking, that is why I am trying to inspire some people to recognize that these tools are now cheaper than ever. If you want to make something, it is now cheaper than ever. If you want to dream something, you can make that dream happen cheaper and easier than ever before. You want to learn a new skill? It is now easier than it has ever been before. Because with a couple quick questions on Google... You can get the majority of the information you need to start up. With access to Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime or if you have... Shit, even just Amazon's regular shipping. Within two weeks, you can be up and running on the dream that you've had. See, your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, everybody else had to go through a far worse gauntlet to start anything up, period. There, there was no option. If you needed real estate, you had to take the time to go physically look at real estate. There was no jumping on Zillow or jumping on the internet and doing it. If you needed money, there was no investing, there was no drop shipping, there was no internet at the time. You had to physically work somewhere or have been blessed to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth to even get the funding to start something. So, in order to get money back in the day, or in order to start a business, or in order to start a craft, you had to apprentice with somebody or work your ass off to even get remotely close, or be far more creative than everybody else and utilize the random crap around you to make that happen. Like a foundry or a metal melting forge or anything in that nature 
has been around since ancient Africa, where humanity's root began, and you know, that's subjective, whatever, but collectively, Africa is the cradle of humanity. It's where the majority of the consensus agrees this is where we came from, and there are roots of them creating a forge and a foundry back then to make tools to survive. And while we don't need survival now, we could easily go to Walmart and pick up a $5 machete made out of some cheap steel that dulls an edge real quick. If you want to learn how to do a foundry, go on YouTube, go on Google, go on Reddit. There are plenty of information to do that, and that is how I started mine up. I saw a video from Grant Thompson, the King of Random, online on how to specifically start a cheap and easy foundry. And I followed the formula exactly, and that's how I began. But I didn't just listen to him. I looked at all of the resources that were available, because it's just a couple clicks. Literally, YouTube's algorithm automatically recommends... It, it basically automatically recommends that when you're watching this video, it will put all of the other videos similar to that or relevant to that on the sidebar. So not only did I watch Grant Thompson's, but I watched my Ford Boy and Illumitube and all of these other different metal casting organizations or individuals who are just doing it. And then you have Instagram where people are posting what they're actively making. And then you have Facebook and all of the different other platforms that allow you to show it off or collaborate or ask questions from the people themselves. So for anybody, anybody out there interested in learning a new skill or finding a new craft or developing a new characteristic or trying to do anything that betters themselves or betters some other people, there is access out there for it. And there is literally no excuse for people to be bored. There is no excuse for people to have any sense of unsurety in this world beyond the fact that the people who were in power, the generations prior to us, the baby boomers and all those other generations... <laughs> Basically, anybody over the age of 40 right now, they grew up in an entirely different world and they're working on a structure that's not going to serve us anymore. The structure that it currently exists does not work. And we're basing certain aspects off of archaic concepts that need to grow, need to change. No more are the days of the sheep working nine to five trying to get towards their goal. Doing it day in, day out for 40 years. Nobody can hold a career for more than five to 10 years now. The idea of a career is dead. Unless you are the person owning it, or unless you're the person controlling it, if you are any sort of worker bee, you need to be afraid. You need to be significantly afraid. You need to be so afraid that that fire 
burns your soul to the point where you actually try to make something of yourself. Because right now, your job, while it may be comfortable and you may be paying paid a decent amount, it's not going to last. It's not. Industries are changing, automation's becoming quicker, political bullshit's going on globally. So anything that you're doing right now, you need to rethink what you're doing. And if you already have this perspective, fantastic. But if you are one of the people who are working nine to five and you don't care, cool. Okay, we need people like you. But I know that if boredom exists in your heart, if you are bored for any reason whatsoever, you have a higher calling. If you recognize that we have all this technology and we have all these advancements and we have all of this knowledge, please take my advice. Do something with it. Find something that makes your soul happy. Find something that makes your soul resonate. Find something that does not dumb you down or does not make you complacent and go towards that. Because that is the only way we are going to survive as a species going forward. We can have robots. We can have automation. We can have artificial intelligence do all the hard work. But really, as Star Trek predicted, at some point in time, humanity is going to understand that scarcity is an illusion. We have enough resources on this entire planet and enough technology on this entire planet to satisfy every single person's needs. The only reason why we don't is because of greed. Greed from prior generations who don't understand where humanity is going. Greed that is preventing you from achieving your highest potential. Greed that is essentially preventing humanity from growing. We have renewable resources. We have knowledge on healthy foods. We have the ability to grow foods properly. We have the ability to manufacture on an insane level to provide everybody with cheap innovation and electronics. We have all that. We need to get to the next step. We need people to start growing and start thinking and start building culture and start trying to understand that scarcity, while it is a thing right now, does not exist anymore. And I'm not talking about creating something from nothing. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But we have such potential as a human race to solve problems on a level that have never been solved before. Right now our earth and our species is in peril. We only have a couple generations left. We only have a couple cycles remaining where we can actually make a difference and change these things. But people just wanna go on their daily life with blinders on, being myopic and only focusing on their life and not caring about anyone else or anything larger than themselves. And that is a doomed mentality, plain and simple. If you're not seeing the larger picture and you're not afraid of the larger picture, you literally are dooming yourself. 
plain and simple. That is it. So, right now, it's just a matter of progress. And I hope my words can either inspire a couple of you, or piss a couple of you off, or do something. But if my words resonate with you whatsoever, act on it. Talk to me. Let's figure something out to actually change some stuff. I have too many ideas, and I have too many things that need to be accomplished for anything to actually happen. Because right now, right now, what's the point of having children if, like, the, the point of life is essentially to spread your genetics. So why are people having children if they know that those children are going to be suffering in 50 years and their children and their children's children are going to continue suffering because that is essentially what the human race is going to lead into is suffer so we can change it we can recognize the beautiful advancements that we have all around us we can recognize where we came from and where we're going we can recognize in ourselves what we need to do to get to the next step so that's what we need to do get to the next step so this is my call to action. This podcast is going to be dedicated towards me and my crew, and my team, my friends, and my family working towards a higher purpose and creating things. And I hope through my creations, I can inspire you and show you that making anything, making everything, making anything in your mind is simple because we have technology right now that can take your imagination and make it real. And I know some people kind of grasp that, but I really need people to understand and really come to terms with how powerful that actually is. Your imagination is the strongest tool a human has. Without your imagination, without your ability to think, without your uh, the ability to see in your mind, we would not be where we're at. We would not have had the hammer to strike a nail. We would not have an oxycetylene torch. We would not have the ability to think about half of the things, all of the things that make our life easier. Everything came from the imagination. And right now, we have tools that can literally pull what you have in your imagination into the real world. And if you're not using that, then you're wasting it. You're wasting time, you're wasting resources, and you're wasting space. So, use what you have, use the knowledge that's available, use the tools that are easily accessible, and let's start making a difference. Let's start making change. Let's start a mental and physical revolution that rings through the earth, rings through the world, so that we can actually start making a change for a positive future. We've seen the movies that are dystopian. We have seen the movies that are based off of utopias as well. We have seen where our earth can fall to, and we can see where our earth can rise to. We've had many geniuses in the past who have brought us to certain levels. Faraday, Tesla, Edison, and all of the other inventors that ever existed pushed us to the next level incrementally. But right now, more than ever, we have so many people with so much access to bump us. It can be a race to the next step. 
and everybody is invited to run in that race because that is the only way we are going to go forward is if everybody works together to get to the next step. So let's do it. Support me, support my podcast. I'm going to be making a YouTube and a Patreon and a Kickstarter and I'm going to do whatever I can to get as much support as I can so that this can actually happen. Because it's the only way it's going to happen. So... My Instagram right now is at infinity underscore foundry. If you start following me, just let me know. Hey, I heard your podcast. I would fucking love that. So let's make a difference. Let's start change. Let's start inspiring some new generations to actually put effort towards something that matters. And start fighting the good fight, because really that's the only thing that's going to matter going forward. At any point in time, the internet can go away. At any point in time, electricity could cease to exist. At any point in time, the safety that you feel could go away. There are people across the world who don't have the privilege that we have in America, or the UK, or Russia, to make some of this stuff happen. Around the world, there are barriers to access that we don't have. So let's actually try to help and do something with this. Because if we don't, it's a waste. So thanks for listening to my rant. I promise it's not going to be much of a rant going forward. It's going to be more inspiration to show you my process and how I do things. Maybe a couple rants here and there. We'll see. But thank you. My nickname is Faraday, and I'll be talking to you soon.